wanted to get into this and absolutely fascinated by it and absolutely fascinated about the evolution of 3D printing. Right. And I can remember when this started, I could not wrap my head around it. Like, how does this work? And, and what could it potentially mean down the road? Well, when it comes to housing, we know housing continues to be a hot topic in this country. The demand for more housing and more affordable housing front and center as the market continues its roller coaster ride. The number of new houses that Canada needs to build keeps on growing as well, especially as we continue to welcome, you know, tens of thousands more people. Where are they going to live? And what about, you know, your kids, my kids and being able to afford a house? Well, here's the other thing. There's only so many people out there to do the job of building homes. So could 3D and 3D printing 3D homes be the answer. Well, our next guest thinks so. Ian Arthur is the president and founder of Nidus 3D. He joins us this afternoon. Hi, Ian. Good afternoon. Thanks for having me. How are things in Kingston, Ontario today? Oh, they're not bad. We're just starting to get the beginning of that big snowstorm. Oh, yes. You could be getting up, what they're saying, up to about 30 centimeters of snow in, in parts of southern Ontario. I love that part of the, uh, of uh, Ontario. Uh, spent a lot of time there when I, was, uh, when I was a kid. But let's talk about why we dialed you up. Ian, you were an MPP in Ontario uh, re- representing the Kingston area for, th- for a few years. You left the position earlier uh, this year, I think it was, to start up this company. Why? Uh, because I saw a tremendous need uh, for changing how we actually build homes uh, in Canada. And the realization that while there is good policy work being being done, it wasn't going to fundamentally move the needle on, on the supply issue that we have. And that if we don't start kind of thinking outside of the box and approaching this housing issue, the housing crisis, in new ways, then we're never going to solve the issue. We're never going to be able to pro- provide the, the quantity of accessible and affordable housing that we need to. So I was fascinated on the website, and people can check it out. And again, it's 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 Nidus 3D, right? N-I-D-U-S-3D.com. Yep, uh, and you can it. check it out and, and watch how these homes are effectively printed out. So give us an idea how this works, though. So paint the picture for my listeners right now. For sure. It, I think lots of folks have sort of seen videos or pictures of, of small... Uh, in-home or in-garage 3D printers that can print cool little toys and shapes. And what you really have to just imagine is something much, much bigger, but essentially operating in the same manner. So we have this huge gantry system. It's got a print head that that hangs off of it in the same way a a little in-garage one would have a print head. But the material that we're extruding is concrete instead of a polymer or plastic. And so we are able, without any form work, to to layer the concrete layer by layer, and you can watch a a home kind of grow out of the ground. And are there only certain kinds of homes that you can build, or can you pretty much build any size of home? Uh, Right now, I think the the industry is just getting going, so we, we have some size limitations based on the size of the printer. Uh, but it's scaling so rapidly that I think within a couple of years, there will be very few applications that could not be uh, done with a 3D construction printer. So, Ian, with the 3D construction printer, do you have the ability 
or I guess you, well, I'm going to ask you, do, do you move it to do like, um, you know, uh, maybe the kitchen area of the house and then do you move it over to do the family room or is it, how does that uh, work? We, we honestly don't have to. Our, our printer is big enough. The first printer we got was able to print uh, in an area of 40 feet by 40 feet. Uh, the next one that we're onboarding just after Christmas is going to be able to extend the length up to 60 feet. Wow. So we're able to put up three-story single-family homes or, or semi-detached homes with the printer. We set it up once. We can print all of the exterior walls, any of the load-bearing walls. And then you go in and, and do a tr- more traditional finish, put a roof on it, run all your electrical and plumbing and everything inside, and, and you have a home. What, what's, what's the cost of a 3D concrete home? We're, we're cost equivalent to other forms of masonry construction right now. And so uh, ICF, uh, like the foam blocks that you fill with concrete or, or a block building, we're a little bit more than wood frames okay. still, but we do anticipate that changing really rapidly. The the technology is advancing at an incredible rate, and I, I, I think that within maybe 24 months or, or perhaps even less, we're, we're going to be one of the cheapest ways to get homes out of the ground that, that has ever existed in Canada. How much faster is it? Like, how, how fast can you uh, print a home? <laughs> That's where it gets really exciting. So we're, we're, we're able to do it with, with not too many folks running the printer, so three or four people running the printer. And uh, this year, we're about half a story a day of a building. And we think by next year, we will be able to print a full story of a home per day uh, with this printer, again, with, with three or four people max. Uh, wow. <laughs> know, wow, that's, that's pretty incredible. It almost wrinkles the brain, eh? Like, it's, it's it a does. different approach. It does, Ian. And so, I mean, I think the, the one thing, though, is that you still need some of the other skilled tradespeople, right, to put in windows and, 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 and that sort of thing, right, in the roof and all that. Of course, and, and we get lots of questions because we're, we're automating part of the construction process about jobs and about folks. And yeah. the reality is we don't have enough skilled laborers. And as the baby boomer generation retires out of that workforce, we, we just don't have enough new people going into the trades to replace them, let alone meet the, the increase in demand that we have for skilled laborers. So we do still work with lots of traditional tradespeople. We need really skilled ones who are willing to learn a, a new thing because they have to interact with a, a 3D printed concrete building, which hasn't been built before in Canada, so it, it's new for them. Um, but yeah, lot, lots of traditional trades still going into getting these houses out of the ground. It's just maybe we can make a part of it a little bit more affordable and, and get it done a little bit yeah. faster. Ian Arthur joining me this afternoon, the president and founder of Nidus 3D. And again, um, this company is concrete printing homes. It sounds so weird to say that, Ian, but it's it's again, it's really quite fascinating when you watch the video of it. So I when I one of the things that when I was watching the video today, I was like when it comes to the safety elements of a concrete printed home, would these then be Oh, well, they would be. Would they be they're, they're more fire retardant? The, the, the safety aspect around it, it, it changes dramatically compared to what I would call a traditionally maybe wood-built home. Uh, it, it really does, and and we're we're really excited about that aspect of the homes we're putting up. And we like to call these uh, climate resilient hundred year homes. We we hope that the homes we're putting up are, are going to be passed down to kids and and grandchildren without needing to do a lot of extra work. They're they're going to be extremely robust. 
they're going they're they're made out of concrete so as as we experience more adverse weather effects whether mm-hmm. it's the flooding that we saw closer to the coast so or or the fires that you have in in or have had tragically in, yeah. in Alberta we very much want to be building buildings that are resilient against those weather events and and help protect families and and their valuables no matter what we face in the coming years do you need to put any sort of um, um, reinforcement in, like rebar, before yep. you... Okay, how does that work? Yeah, yeah, we do. It, it, they are concrete buildings, so they need to have steel reinforcement put in to, to increase the strength. Concrete has has fantastic compressive strength, but when, when you look at sort of the, the lateral loads and that, there there is lots of stuff that you can do to make it stronger, and steel's a big part of that. So we have an engineering department, um, that we work with, and we also try to. We're at the very beginning of this industry, so we're very yeah. sort of keen on almost over-engineering everything we can. Mm-hmm. We know that we have to meet and significantly exceed building code requirements in in every province that we're going to operate in. So we we are trying to not just build to the minimum standards that we have to, but but significantly exceed them so that when we go to a new municipality, we, we can point to all the ways that, that we're making sure the buildings we're putting up are safe and going to be here for a very long time. So, Ian, it all sounds really, really great right now, all of this stuff. Um, in, in your mind right now, what's the downside? I, I think that there's certainly challenges in figuring out how we we scale the technology and how we do continue to work with all those different trades and teach them how to do it. I I think there's some increased costs at the front end Mm -hmm. of this new technology because of those sort of things and the increased levels of engineering that that we do. Um, It's it, I, I don't know if there's too many other downsides that we've run into yet. We we are honestly, it's hard to kind of say right now because we are just exploring the very beginning of this. But we are incredibly excited about where we think it's going to go. Uh, how many how many of these have you built so far? Uh, this was our first year printing, so we pursued what we called a escalating proof of concept. So we've built three homes. And we, we started with a single-story slab-on-grade, then we did a two-story slab-on-grade build. And then we are just finishing our first three-story building, which is a basement plus two, uh, which we are really, really excited about because it's such a Canadian staple. If, if we're able to <laughs> execute a single-family home that has a basement, two stories, four bedrooms, that's really what we need to show that we can do, I think, to, to bring this to market in a really big way. Can they be customizable? Like, or are they just like a cookie cutter? Is it like, this is what you're going to get? If you want this one, this is the kind of 3D concrete printed home you're going to get. Uh, I think they're highly customizable, and, and we've had a lot of architects reaching out to us who are very excited about the technology because you can print a curved wall for the same price as you can print a straight wall, and and there's not many other forms of construction where you can do that. And so I think your your design versatility uh, kind of really opens up with this technology, and uh, we we've had some really unique. Uh, designs that that have been pitched to us and we're kind of excited to get some of them out of the ground and show the world exactly what you can do. Uh, Ian, it's fascinating stuff and I can't wait to see what what comes next. I'll continue to watch this and I look forward to chatting with you again in the future. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, you betcha. Ian Arthur, the president and founder of Nidus 3D, the website Nidus N-I-D-U-S, the number 3D.com. Check it out for yourself.